Before we hop into the episode, I wanted to wish the podcast a happy one year anniversary. Can't believe we've been doing this for one year exactly. So exciting. Um, and to celebrate, just check out my Twitter, the Film Study AA Twitter. Um, it's just Film Study AA. And have a little gift for y'all who listen on, 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 on everywhere. <laughs> so check that out on Twitter and hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to Film Study, an all-American podcast with Lexi. I'm Lexi. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And yeah, you know, yeah, just be just be tapping that subscribe button and that notification button, all of those things. Um, and follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Anyway, Kaya and I will be reviewing Changes 414 uh, of, um, of All-American. And yeah... Here's, here's our review and recap. So, what were your, uh, what were your overall thoughts on this episode? Overall thoughts? I, I was very happy. I liked that, it seems like it's been happening a lot this season, though, that we're keeping up with everyone's storylines at a gradual pace. Um, considering how many cast members that they have. So the fact that we're able to stay steady with who's doing what, who's seeing who. Um, I like that this episode. And my man JJ. I was like, yeah, we get to see him a lot more now too. But yeah, I liked the pace of this episode and that we were back in the Baker household with the girls, which I've yeah. been waiting for. So yeah. yeah, I really liked it. It was cool. So what I like about this episode is that um, they found a way to connect people's storylines to other people. So they've already been doing this with Spencer and Liv, as we know, but they've done it now uh, with like Asher and JJ. And to your point, like they've done it with the girls. And like, even though people had different storylines solo, it felt like they were all coming together, which I think that they've done a better job of yeah. than they used to because. <laughs> dim days where everybody was separated they was rough like it just wasn't it wasn't giving so I appreciate that like overall they've been better at like joining the stories together um I will say in terms of like content of the storyline there are just some interesting pieces like I enjoyed knowing more about JJ but um, I wish it had taken place over a couple episodes. And anyway, we'll talk about that like when we get into it. But yeah, enjoyed it for like what it represents, aka <laughs> joining the storylines together and being more specific about that. But getting into the storylines, um, one storyline that I felt like crossed over was Asher being a coaching assistant or a towel boy and still like trying to raise the ranks with coach Montez. And he, uh, basically had to take care of like, I think just running the eligibility requirements over to somebody else or something, but he took the initiative to see that JJ was going to be potentially ineligible to play. Um, and he found him a tutor and it was that whole storyline with JJ, you know, being serious for like, what is it, the second, third time on All American? And 
getting a tutor to help him write this paper about, I guess it was like a challenge and relating it to uh, film for film appreciation. Yeah. Um, and so he did that, but the tutor was just like, yo, you haven't been through anything real. Um, and I, I don't know if I can help you build this because I don't really know much about you, which I feel like he was very much playing the part uh, of the audience. Um, and so even Spencer... Jordan and Asher had that moment where they were talking about the fact that JJ really hasn't shared much about his, uh, his challenges or like what he's gone through. Um, and so at the end of the episode, we find out that he and his uncle almost got into a car crash. Which, uh, I don't know why I'm laughing. I, I think yeah, it's because <laughs> I think it's because at first I was not understanding how he was relating it to the rock talking about his mother's attempt like talking about his mother's attempted or or suicide and um but then I rewatched the episode and it was that his uncle uh was like an alcoholic so that really had a big um impact on him and going through that car crash and and almost dying with his uncle who was an alcoholic so it was a little bit clearer to me the second time I watched but what did you think about that Okay, when when Asher first looked at it, when he handed him the paper, I was like, yo, this boy must be so nosy and mm. look at this sheet of paper. And Facts. he did. <laughs> but I'm not even going to knock him for it because ultimately it led to him going and helping his homie out. Um, I really liked the fact that we got to see JJ in this way, especially following their time capsule videos. Um and him just wanting to be remembered for more than just being like the jokester um, and someone that people take serious. So seeing him express this situation to a stranger at that, I was like, Dad, none of his friends even know like what really happened with him. I'm assuming, I don't think any of them know like what really happened with him because they also only see like the major things that I guess he considers to be serious for him are like him and Jordan going up for QB um, and like small things in high school. But I like that we got to see this side of him just to show that he's more than just the jokester of the group. Also, though, that dude, his little tutor friend, mm-hmm. I see a little, little love interest in coming there. I see sparks. I see sparks. I see sparks. <laughs> I said, is JJ queer as well? Are we going to see something? I- Look, man seems like he's already fallen fallen a little bit for him. Um, JJ seems like he's still uh he's not catching on to uh feelings like a few other people. But um I see that coming down the line for him and I'm not mad about it. Yeah. I'm really not. But yeah, Neither I like I. that we got to see him in this way, um, and that we got to learn more about his past because we don't really know much about JJ from high school and even before high school, we don't know much about um, just his individual history, just him and the boys as a unit. So to know that my man then went through this traumatic experience <laughs> and now he wants to live every day to the fullest. Like, <laughs> yeah. Live every day like it's his last. I said, I want that for you, JJ. <laughs> and Asher was there supporting him along the way. I love this for Asher. Like I love who Asher is becoming as well, which is crazy because I couldn't stand him before either. But now no, same. Asher, my man, he's doing he's doing great things. He's helping his people too. He is, and I appreciate that. Um a few things. And like I said, I, I like I appreciate the execution 
or maybe it's the other way around like I appreciate the content and like the groupings that we're getting and then like the execution is just not on par for me because like I said I think that I would have liked to see this storyline take place over like maybe um two or three episodes uh for JJ just to get the build up because I feel like whenever we do get him being serious that it's all in one episode and then it's dropped for another seven (laughs) and then never again (laughs) like and so I appreciate all of the content that we got I just wish that we and so I hope that with this one that they're actually not stopping and starting but really just starting and exploring him more not dropping it like as the episodes go along um But to your point about Asher, I think he's somebody that they've really done a good job of executing his story this season because, again, entered the season, not a fan of his. I still wouldn't call myself a fan of Asher's, but he has not been doing things that he typically does at this point in the season. Like, he is, you know, embracing the role of a cowboy. Like, he didn't throw a fit when the coach said, no, you can't game plan with me yeah. the first time. Um, and really just still took the initiative, like you said, being nosy, mm, something that he will always do. <laughs> uh, but being nosy, good reason, helping him find a tutor, not help, not having him find someone who is going to write the paper for him, for JJ yes. was also good. I thought, I thought a moment of growth and, you know, eventually that was rewarded and he was able to shadow. And I think like, he was totally fine with shadowing and not having input, but just shadowing to listen. Um, so I really appreciate what they're doing with him, too. So, yeah. Good things for me. Good things for me on that on that storyline. Um, the other quick one, uh, really unrelated. Now, people who were separated is, like, the parents. But, again... <laughs> If there was anybody to be separated, I think the parents and having the parents have their own storyline apart from the the um, young adults now uh, is a good idea. And so Laura was starting out her career like being a public defender. Number one, we are happy with the fact that Laura is getting her own storyline. Yes, Mama Laura. <laughs> Like, because usually it's revolving around Grace or it's revolving around Billy or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so to see her get her own storyline, very happy. Like, we didn't follow Billy to school or anything like that. Like, we really followed Laura today, which I appreciate. Um, And so she was trying to become a public defender. She was very nervous. She and Billy had the whole scene about raisins in the... (laughs) Oh my god! The I was not, not they had it. they had her messed up. Are we like they had her messed up? Okay, they had him messed up with them stiff grits. I was like, why are those <laughs> grits so stiff? Also, it's really funny that they firmly said like he said that you can put raisins and grits because yes. I personally have never heard of anybody never. putting raisins and grits. No. Never um, heard of it. And there's a very popular debate about whether people should put sugar or salt in grits as well. Sugar, yes. Sugar, yes. <laughs> All the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm a sugar and grits type of person too. But I'm saying there's a debate. Like, there's a debate whether it should be sugar or salt. So it was no, really funny that there. they had Billy say firmly, like, oh, yeah, this is something that you can put raisins in. Because I was like, <laughs> no, it's not. Mm? What are you talking about? Um, anyway, she was nervous about it. She met with, uh, Saffron. (laughs) I love that name. (laughs) It is a nice name. (laughs) 
<laughs> Saffron Hosea. Um, whose son was in jail. Um, I think it was her son, right? Yeah. Yeah, her his uh, her son. Um, in jail. Um, and she basically just took the meeting to be like, oh, I wanted to look the former DA in the eyes uh, <laughs> to tell them. <laughs> Come at her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, you know, more power to her. Um, but to, uh, look at the former DA who wants to play white savior in the eyes and basically tell her it's not like you ain't just gonna come in here to this neighborhood and do whatever. Uh, and that was her welcome to the neighborhood. Um, what I thought was interesting, cause I really appreciated them tackling this story of Laura being a white savior, um, versus like white saviorism versus allyship. Uh, and it is like a very fine line to walk. Um, and I think that it was good to see us see her like reason through these questions or even um, and like basically the, the audience, like she, you know, for white folks who are watching really good to see Laura reason through these things. Um, what was interesting for me <laughs> and let me know your thoughts on this was that it's, Again, in terms of like the execution, it was very interesting because Grace was at first like, oh, I shouldn't have ambushed you. And then she was just like, oh, there's a fine line between white savior and allyship. Um, And Laura was just like, okay, okay. So maybe I shouldn't like do anything. Maybe there's a point to this. And then Grace was like, oh no, are you trying to give up? Like, I don't know. It was like a lot. Was I the only one who felt that, or like, though? No. no, okay. See, I, Mama Grace, I feel like was just trying to keep the balance in some sort of way, like because Saffron is her girl, but Mama Laura is her girl at the same time. We're her up and coming girl, you know, and this is the community that she's from. So I definitely see what you mean, but I felt like, <laughs> I felt like she was trying to help Mama Laura along this journey. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, be like the middle ground between her and not only her and Saffron, but her and Crenshaw in general. Right. Um, and then still be on the side of the people from Crenshaw. So <laughs> she was just going back and forth a little bit because <laughs> she, I mean, she was she hopping. Sure. She wasn't going, she was hopping so, back and forth. <laughs> she got to make sure she supports everybody. <laughs> she does, but it was She's a little like, bit too many. There were too many sharp turns for me. Like I would have. To your point about balance, I think she was trying to balance it. But if that was a case, I would have just preferred her not starting out with, oh, I shouldn't have ambushed you. Because when Laura was yeah. just like, yeah, I did feel ambushed. She was like, oh, hold up. You can't be <laughs> like, what? You just said that you ambushed this woman. And again, I think that the conversation is fruitful and necessary. And like I said, like Laura should reason through these things. What I appreciated later about her and Billy's conversation was Laura talking through, um, talking through being a mother, a white mother of black children, and then her saying "but," and then Billy saying there are no buts. Like I think that he showed that balance maybe yeah. better than Grace did because I think that was a really good <laughs> conversation to have. No, he's like just saying like there are no buts to allyship and. Not necessarily being gentle, because I don't know if that was a gentle correction. I think that was a very straightforward, like, transparent, there are no buts. Um, But she got it, and it wasn't like he was sort of, I don't know, like, playing both sides to 
each extreme like Grace was. <laughs> yeah, yo, no lie too. With the combo with her and Billy in the house later, <laughs> I was like, was it just me noticing how big Mama Laura is in the house? I was like, she needs a bigger house. Like, either right. get her a bigger house. And when she was standing in that living room, I t- <laughs> right, I was like, oh no, Mama Laura needs. She, she has to, to move back into her own house. To, I agree. She needs to move back in her, yes, in her back to her own crib. Like, <laughs> yeah, to push this lady out of her crib that she pays the bills for. We gonna talk about that. Uh, we gonna talk and about that. Next. To these low ceilings, like, <laughs> come on. We gonna talk about that next because I have some feelings oh about that as well. But um, I, I love how she carried herself this episode me and too. how she worked through everything. Me too. Me too. And even though, like, I wasn't to that point, like, I think that she needed to be called out when she said things like, but. Yeah, she definitely um, did. It needed to be called out when she said things like, maybe I shouldn't do anything at all. Because, and that's why I so appreciated the audience as a whole seeing Laura Raisin through this, because I think it's helpful, especially for white folks who watch the show, to see that it's not a zero some game and that there is a fine line between between um allyship and white saviorism um and so anyway all of that is there oh saffron eventually hired her after laura like put together a list of other uh defense attorneys that could help um and that that's actually how they got to the whole butt conversation and laura was just thinking like oh i just got the good job because i'm white and I wanted it because I do a good job. That was another good like conversation that I thought they had as well. Her and Billy. Yeah, yeah, like him. Uh, yeah. Her being like, I got the uh, job. She wants me to do it because I'm white. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I feel like Saffron Girl. She was. She had to put her through the ringer too. Yes, let her know. Um about her white privilege, but at the same time, she had to put her through the ringer, make sure she had thick enough skin to be over here living up in Crenshaw. Yeah, in Crenshaw, exactly. I didn't mind yes, Saffron. Saffron on. came with the energy from stop to start. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Billy came with the energy from start yes. to stop. And then Grace was Basically, just over here just like, boop, here. boop, We're boop. Starting. Let me bounce around. I'm like, Grace, you need to be firm. What are you doing? She, look, she going through her own things over there. That's she, true. <laughs> She just trying to keep the peace. Mm. Oh my gosh. Keep the peace. Exactly. <laughs> keep the peace. You said it correctly. And with that being said, let me move on before I get out of it. <laughs> let me move on ahead. Um do you wanna do you run want run through the uh roommate's coop at the rehab center? Uh what ah! happened? <laughs> do you want me to? I just feel like you would do a good job. <laughs> Coop, wait, Coop at Rehab? Or... Yeah, like, so both of those together. Because I feel like they sort of overlapped. Um, can we start out with this awkward bathroom running? Like, <laughs> Right. She is in there brushing her teeth, which she is so bougie. Girl, you grew up in Crenshaw. Why is she over here sipping her little water out the cup? <laughs> I was like, people use the faucet. Like... <laughs> <laughs> the specificity of what you noticed that is amazing. She, look, she was sipping out the cup. She didn't even dump the cup. Even she put the cup on the side, like she was saving it for her nighttime brush. I was like, I cannot <laughs> with this girl. And the <laughs> okay, all I have to say though, she she moved up a little bit for me this episode because she wasn't that bad. <laughs> she did. Coop is growing. Coop is growing. She's we growing. hope. We she hope. This is one is episode, growing. so. Mm. 
she she that first that first scene I, it was looking a little iffy for me that bathroom scene my girl Paige is walking in there you know they just had their official official breakup so the fact that they're under the same roof together trying to make it work as are we friends what are we to each other right now right. um that bathroom running was just it was I feel like it set the mood for everything else that followed with them throughout the episode with the girls in the house yeah. um can I but add yeah, too? I don't understand why yeah. Patience like reached over Coop to get her like makeup bag because that bathroom got space. You know it. Yeah, is. yeah. Like, they must have been using a different around. space for the bathroom, and it must have like the wall must have <laughs> came in because I was just like, I guess that's like the end of the wall for where they were filming because Patience definitely could have just walked around. And grabbed the bag. She really? <laughs> no, that's nitpicking. Like. <laughs> No, it's it's not even yeah. it's not even nitpicking. I mean, it's just like it was that was a little like uh, oh filming God. filming like space. Like I wonder what space they were in. Uh, it was just funny. Yeah, that I I was like um, I felt see in that situation I felt bad for patients because I'm like you live in this house, this big house, and I feel like when you live in this big house to have something like that happen, it makes you feel so small and all this space because it's like walking on eggshells around each other you yeah you don't know how the other is feeling you yeah. know following everything you've been through so that thing was just so awkward between the two of them Coop seemed like she was taking it better though but patience girl seemed like she didn't know how to act okay can i so, can yeah. i to that point because i don't want to um forget this this point so throughout the episode we'll get to the whole roommate situation but you know Basically, Coop and Patience have been avoiding each other. They ended up having a conversation at the end, like after Coop gets some advice um, from the lady who who she uh, helps at the rehab center. Grandma Marita. Grandma Marita, which is it Patience's <laughs> grandma? That's another question. That's another question. Um, but yeah, so they, Patience and Coop have a conversation after all of that. And or like in the middle of all of that. And Coop says, yeah, I'm glad that we're getting to being friends again. Or I'm yes. glad that we're friends again. And Patience goes, friends. And it seems like she was upset about it. And yes, did you see her I'm face? I'm really annoyed about that. <laughs> did you see her face? I'm annoyed at the fact that it seems like she still wants this relationship. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Like, why do you look upset said, about oh, no. that? You have been complaining about yes. this girl for the longest yes. time. You were the first to bring up a break, man. Exactly. Well, like, and has I... wanted a break for the longest time. Yes. So you better not, like, no. I was just really she annoyed at that. She seemed like she, I was annoyed, girl. I was watching it and her, I wanted to push her off the back of that couch. Her <laughs> on the back of the <laughs> I said, girl, you better not see exactly. so butthurt. <laughs> Exactly. That she said y'all were finally to a place of being friends because I, no way I'm not taking it. It's too soon. Exactly. It too it's soon. way too soon. They just broke up. Like, just broke up. And just broke up after months of patience holding on for to it for far too long. Yes. So I'm like we we spent more time wanting them to break up than them actually being broken up. So I need at at least give me until like season five. Come on. Right. Right. Cause ain't no way that girl was hurt. She was hurt. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so with that being said, part of the reason that, um, 
part of the reason that Liv called all of the roommates together was because of the awkwardness between Coop and Patience and apparently Patience and Layla haven't really spoken since their exchange in the last episode as well and everybody's just sort of doing their own their own thing and so uh <laughs> Liv wanted to get scolds. I love the little uh the little joke that Coop made about like oh yeah. it's the white sunny coming out <laughs> Why was Liv talking about breaking bread? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and oh, then like her God. saging the place. There were just so many things that I was just like, I'm not going to lie. Again, Liv is my favorite character. This is the first episode that I've ever felt like she was doing too much. And like out of legitimately out of I four seasons and 14 episodes, this is the first episode where I've ever been like, Liv, you need to calm down. Obviously, there is like that um, that episode uh, right after everybody found out like that she or the episode that everybody found out she had been drinking um, mm-hmm. in last season. But again, I felt like that was her lowest point. She wasn't really yeah. in control of it at that point. And to be honest, like she didn't. Um, she was really apologetic, I think, throughout that episode. So that like is it a different category for me? But this legitimately <laughs> was the first time that I thought that Liv was doing a lot. And we'll get to Liv and Spencer too when we talk about him. But um, yeah, I just, her basically, you know, trying to force the friends to have a dinner, being like, oh, do I have to start charging rent? Which I was just like, charging rent to who? Because this is your parents' house. <laughs> Are they going to be making a check to Laura as they should be? <laughs> okay. I, I actually found that so cute and funny though. Because she just wanted her friends to get along, you know? I understand. I, mean, I like understand. You're having, having the bills, girl. But I like that you did throw it out there because there, none of them are paying any bills up in there. And we know for a fact Lele got the money. She got yeah. the funds that she could pay some rent. Yeah. But Which, to be fair, I do I, think I they're paying it, for, it like, cute. groceries and stuff. And, like, they yeah. do separate that. But, again, they aren't paying rent, so that was established. And I did think it was cute, but I was just, like, charging rent to who? <laughs> charging rent to who? <laughs> they better be making that check out to Laura. Um, and to oh that point... Laura's so backed up. Here's, here's where um, I also had... Uh, questions is just and again as we get to Spencer and Liv later on like this idea that Liv invited Patience and Coop to live with her like they are from Crenshaw they were moving in together because they don't have money and though I get like the sentiment behind it I think and as we speak about like again Spencer and Liv later on like this idea of like people who grew up with the privilege of having money and people who grew up not having money um to that point like patience and coop were pretty freaked out about it layla just shrugged because obviously she has the money um so what Mm -hmm. did you think about like that whole thing i know that you were excited because she was trying to get her friends together which i understand but like what else (laughs) See, okay, putting it like that because she was the one that brought them up in that. <laughs> she sure enough did. She said, come on, Rubies. <laughs> Legit. 
And we we know, we know this girl Coop, her lungs been jacked up for I don't know how long. So we know she she what what job, what funds, like she's not making that much money. Tomorrow. Yeah, she's she, she literally money. is she court money. ordered. This isn't even a job, it's a yeah. court ordered right? like it's community service. <laughs> So she's still not making no money. And all the extra time she has, she got to go do this community service. So, yeah, I can understand. But also Extra time? Her. Only time? I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> she ain't doing nothing else but watching TV. The fact that she was able to catch up on General <laughs> Hospital. <laughs> and you know them things be mad long. Exactly. She needs to get a job. But anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh my gosh, Paige's girl has she has some funds, you know. She been doing music for a little yeah, bit. She was about to get so her hair braided, so she has some funds. Yes, I was about to say she that was about not to cheap. Braided, you know, it's not. <laughs> she was about to be laid. So I was like, I know she got some funds. Um, so she, if she had to make it work, she would. Um, I think out of all of them, Coop would be the one who would struggle. Um. And Layla, we already know she already has she has money. That girl came from money, so thinking of it in that aspect, it was it was a little harsh considering the fact that they're from Crenshaw, and you know they their funds are not the same as what you came up with in life. But at the end of the day, I I still I still laughed at her little her little comment. No, I laughed too <laughs> about charging them rent. I did laugh too, and the the fact that she said market rate market rate is not yes. <laughs> <laughs> they uh they cleared their schedule right quick um to attend this she game. hyped me up though she you know how long i've been trying to i wanted them to give me a baker house party because so I much know. can happen up in that house and i thought we were so close this game night could have turned into some sort of party late night party thing i think we're I getting it when i'm holding out hope though i think we're getting it and i will talk about that more when it comes to predictions um but i, I think we'll get it um but something (laughs) me too something else that i like wanted to note about that whole thing is obviously later coop talks to them which it was really funny because they shoehorned spencer into that conversation and i don't necessarily think that he needed to be there like i think Liv could have learned that lesson on her own and then talked to about it with him later because he wasn't really a part of that story um but Coop gathered them all together and was just like, you know, have to deal with changes again after she talked to, was her name? Martina? Mama Martina? Grandma Marita. Grandma Marita. Grandma Marita. (laughs) Grandma Marita. After she talked to Grandma Marita and was just like, we can't end up with two husbands and like learning, learning things from General Hospital. Um, And basically how to deal with change. And it's funny to me because, you know, again, Liv got upset because she felt like uh, Coop and Patience and and Layla, they weren't taking her seriously because they thought that she was obsessing a little bit over what happened with Spencer. Wait, side note, girl. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Liv's rant about like talking about Spencer and everything. Did you die the way I did with that girl? Coop <laughs> rolled back over to go to sleep with Liv. I did not. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. 
Is she sleeping on the couch? She just period. Right back. She was, yes, yeah, she was like sleeping on the couch. I guess her, but I'm like, they have so many bedrooms in that house. Why is yeah, she sleeping on the couch? Exactly. Like, I don't be on the same floor. And why don't they have more bathrooms with the amount of bedrooms that they have? This That's is the what second I was time this too. has been I was mentioned. Like, I know they have more bathrooms. That boy Spencer's bathroom was in his bedroom. So, like, right. Come on. They got to right. have multiple bathrooms in there. Exactly. But her rolling back over to go to sleep killed me. I was dying. Right. Right. Um, and so, but it was really funny because, like, when that happened, I think to Coop, Coop's point later on, and this is why I do credit her with that, um, is that they, again, like, they aren't in high school anymore. And so there's not this, why is it this big rush to fix the problem? Like, let them heal, talk it out, resolve it in the proper time in the appropriate time it doesn't seem like that much time has passed and i think that was like an important lesson to hear is that like you don't need to make coop and patience okay like they just broke up after being in a very long-term relationship and it was a, clearly a situation where people had like resentment and all of those things and so that doesn't go go away overnight the same thing with like uh, not the same thing but like similar to the situation between like layla and patience like they it wasn't like they were being mean to each other like everybody was cordial it was just like yeah we just haven't talked it out yet like we don't need to be buddy buddy at this moment in order to coexist and in order to live together and to their point they were like we're all chill right now as we're talking to you about spencer right. and she got upset like <laughs> this was a, the first uh the first time ever where i was like live could you just tone it down one to two notches please See, I, hmm, I agree. <laughs> Homegirl was doing the most. <laughs> and I hate that. Like, I hate that for her because I'm like, I have I defended can't. you at every other turn. <laughs> like, why are you doing this? But see, I'm gonna let her have it though, because it's not like we see her like this all the time. And I think it's something that she's going through right now. And Homegirl, she's gonna, she's gonna turn around. She's gonna, she's gonna get better. But I think for her, because so many things are basically shaken up right now you know these girls who yeah you guys have your own things going on but these are your friends at the end of the day and you see that not everyone is on the same page people are broken up people aren't talking to each other um so it feels like you're all spaced out when you're under the same roof and then now something that's going on with like your boyfriend at the same time. So I think for her just, and your parents are no longer living in the house. Your brother's living, um, like he's in college doing his own thing. So I think just for her, because so many different things are changing in her life too. Girl, <laughs> she's going through a little bit right now. That's causing her to stress a little bit um, and try to fix what she can or what she, like what she feels she has some sort of control over and yeah that's her house that's her crib and they living up in there so if she could she could charge rent if she wants as long as she uh sends the check to laura (laughs) (laughs) so she's trying to just salvage what she can you know she's trying to put her focus on things that she thinks she can fix so i'm gonna let her have it although yeah she she wilding a bit here but you know (laughs) i I see her she's she gonna come through it (laughs) (laughs) she is no and i'm glad you brought it brought up that point because the next point I was gonna say was like 
that was, and even though I still do feel that way, that was my immediate reaction. After rewatching the episode and thinking about it before we started this podcast, I was just like, change has been such a big thing for Liv in general of just her not dealing mm-hmm. well with change, right? Whether it's the change of seasons, right? Football season coming around for her dad and Jordan in high school, as well as her mom um, becoming the DA and working as a lawyer, right? That was always a struggle for her. Uh, in season two, uh, Jordan becoming a father, her parents going through the rough patch and eventual separation before they got back together. Um, Spencer getting shot, uh, Asher and his relationship with his mom, like that, that all was a big change and that like eventual change, I still believe did have like impacts on her, uh, you know, on her relapse, because it was just going through a ton of change. And so change is something that she struggles with, to be honest. Um, And so I'm glad, like I said, I'm glad that Coop said, like, we're going to be dealing with change. And I'm really excited to see how she, you know, how she learns from that moment. Because, you know, getting into the storyline with Spencer, um... And about how he is changing um, and the fact that, you know, he was going to go to this, uh, like the gym opening. And let's let's take the out moment to talk about the cute little moment that they had at the top. <laughs> ah! Listen, girl woke up with her hair all messy. <laughs> all messy and ready get, to get messy again. Ready to get yes, messy again. Liv is always ready. <laughs> she stays ready. <laughs> Stay ready so you ain't Liv, got to get so ready. So you have to get ready, yes. Look, live girl. I knew from the very first moment they showed this girl. <laughs> she was just waiting for her time. Her she time is now. Waiting for her time. <laughs> Literally feeling all over. She was going to a certain region, uh, no. ready to feel it when that when that was blocked. She was her like, eyes weren't even all the way open right, yet. But when was it ready. was blocked. <laughs> That's when her eyes opened fully. And she was like, that is not what I was trying to do. And Spencer talking about some, what you trying to get into? Oh, well, if you got to ask. If you got to oh, ask. <laughs> you got to ask. <laughs> no, but it was really. Oh, my gosh. They're like a married couple at this point. They are. Literally. They are. Um, And he was studying plays. Uh, And she was talking about going to the gym opening that he's a sponsee for that he's a sponsor for and um basically he was just like oh i'm not gonna do it i have to figure out a way to get back on the field and that was to hold spencer's whole journey is like a way to get back on the field that's how we met mm-hmm. davida a fellow athlete um and her just trying to you know get raise his social media profile um as a way of getting back on the field um so she had him do different things like talking we all know spencer's bad about social media and so i like how they did that it was just like her reframing it for him like this is not about social media this is just like this is just two athletes chatting um to relax him into doing that video um eventually she got him to go to the opening which was a source of um yeah a source of uh, uh, confusion. I'll call it confusion for Liv as to how he decided to go to this opening. Um, 
And eventually, you know, DeVita was just like, oh, you know, I did all those things so you could be reminded of who you are as an athlete and why you played football in the first place. Uh, But again, Spencer's main goal was to get back on the field, and he was just trying to approach it in a different way after getting advice from Jordan, his mom, etc. He, you know, then decided to tell the coach at the end, like, oh, I want to play special teams um, because I think I could help. But anyway... As we go further and dig deeper into that storyline, and we'll talk about more about that, what did you think of this storyline between Sp- like Spencer and him going through these changes? Girl, I watched it, and you just laid it all out there. I was like, dang, he really was going through a lot. <laughs> he was. he wa- In changing the way, because we've seen him, it, it's funny, because I almost thought it was a culmination of him changing. And I'll ask a question at the end, but like, I do feel like he's been trying to approach football as a whole in a different way because college college yeah. is a new ball game. Yeah, me too. Um, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this right now, y'all. I love Davida. <laughs> I see. I like Davida because I feel like she. I feel like she's just she's being nice. She's being open. She's being honest, and she's just trying to help him. Because she sees him struggling. Um, mama Grace. You know what got me with his convo with his mama? What? She was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, your friend Davida. He met this girl like two days ago. Right. Two, like girl, two days ago. why you answer random DMs? Friends, like, <laughs> right? <laughs> on Twitter. She found me on Twitter. <laughs> like, what you doing on Twitter in the first place? No, I'm kidding. I cannot. Um, and she does not seem like the type to be on no Twitter. Exactly. I don't know. That was really How active are you, Mama Grace? I was like, yo, she looks like your friend. I was like, yeah, and I don't think they're to that status yet because they um they just met uh miss. But I, I like that she she was letting him see that it is possible to go about it in a different way because we know Spencer Spencer's the type that he puts his mind on something and it's like one way one path and that's the way he knows the way he believes to be right and that's like his only journey that he's going to take so he's not really open to change um and I like now because he came to college I feel like thinking one way like things were not come easy but things will be a lot easier than what they have been and now realizing that he has to switch it up, you know, you're not the best. Um, not everyone is checking for you and you have to work 10 times, 20 times harder um, than what you already already thought you were going to have to work going right. into college towards your goals, um, especially with the NFL being your, your dream in life and your goal in life. So I like that she was pushing him to take those chances and we know that whole social media thing what he had what was it angry not angry bird what was it <laughs> hippo angry hippo or something yes the angry hippo thing i was like yeah no he sucks so bad <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible yeah um and the fact that just one well two questions she had to ask him just the fact that a simple question she had to ask him got him to give this this natural answer um I loved his response and him just going back to his childhood and why he fell in love with the game, well, the sport in the first place. Um, and I did like that him going to Mama Grace brought him back to more of those memories 
and seeing little little spins on the field right like, as a special team like a, yeah yes yeah. i was like look at baby spins it's like opening his eyes more making yeah. him expand his horizons and to that point like he earlier in the episode had said <laughs> to your point about wyland like he was just like oh coach is wyland to jordan and yes. it's like <laughs> um sir like he's the coach he's you know he's as demanding as any coach and for coaches that are special teams or i'm uh i've said this before but i'm a fan of the baltimore ravens our head coach used to be a special teams coach and he's still all about special teams and making sure that unit is is good so i i guess i understood it from that um perspective but he had spencer had a little bit of a blase attitude about special teams at the beginning so it was really good for him to be like oh like at one point i just like wanted to be on the field and like was happy to do any job and like didn't you know didn't think about like the the ranking or the hierarchy of positions and so to see him come around and be like oh yeah I like and telling the coach right being like I'm gonna be on special teams I want to be on special teams and like I think I could help this unit like that was really good to see him take initiative because something I think Spencer definitely also struggles with is like for the past few episode, it's episodes, it's been about, like, when am I going to get my opportunity? Obviously, when he got an opportunity, um, he fumbled, and it was just like, when am I going to get back on the field? How can I get on the field? How can I get up the, de- the depth chart? And when am, I, when am I going to get the opportunity? But once you re- reach a certain level of leadership, and I'm going to say leadership, um, because this is college football, you have to take initiative. Like, you got to stop waiting for people to offer you things and show like here's where I think I could help which is what Spencer did which is why I was so so proud of him you were so proud (laughs) I was I was because I that is a new level of leadership to say like I see that there's a problem here and I'm not just gonna wait for somebody to be like oh there's a problem here let me ask for solutions to this problem but him really being like I think the special teams in the unit needs help. I can help the special teams unit. Period. And I think yeah. that went a long way. With the, obviously it did because he put them on special teams. Yeah. Yeah. I also I love it too because I feel like ever since his meditation yoga thing with JJ, no man seems so much more mellow. He be yeah. seeming so calm and chill for the most part now. Right. So the fact that he was just open to listening this episode and trying something new, I was like, yeah, I like that. I love that for you. Spence. Yeah, me I too. I loved it for him too. I loved it for him too. And to your point about Davida, one of the notes that I wrote down is I was just like, Davida is smart. Like she she's, is. She's not dumb. Like she's a very smart person. I think that you know I believed her when she was just like she's really good at marketing, and. To that point, I think it was helpful for him to, I don't, I didn't view the um, clip as something that was, you know, to garner like sympathy or to garner people to like feel sorry for Spitz or like anything like that. Like I pretty much took her at her word and we'll see if that changes, but I took her at her word and saying like, this was so that you could be reminded at like about how good of an athlete you are and like why you love the game. Um, 
So yeah, I, I, I think she's smart. Also, quick thing, I love that they called back to Spencer's superpowers. Any any way we could go back to that, I love from season one. Yes. And how he noted like the that she was a uh, soccer, like soccer was her sport because of the yes. um, shins and the knees and, and all of those things and the grass stains. Lack of laundry detergent. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but to that point, there was somebody that wasn't a fan of Davida's approach and that was... Uh-uh. Olivia, and as she told her uh, very quickly after she met Davida, I'm a coach's daughter. <laughs> you think you telling me stuff? I'm a, did Spencer told you I'm a coach's daughter? I don't know how many times I've heard Liv say she's a coach's daughter. <laughs> but I love it every time. Me too. Me too. Uh, oh and Lila being like, um, hors d'oeuvres. They look great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but to that point, Liv was not a fan of DeVita, was not a fan of the video, called the video a thirst trap. Um, yeah. Which, uh, <laughs> I'm going to leave the one. <laughs> called the video a thirst trap. And um, then basically told Spencer, like, you know, you're so obsessed with getting back on the field um, that I think you're starting to change who you are. Question I wanted to ask you is, do you think that's true? Like, and like, I think, I think it was like implied that it was not for the better. So do you think that what Liv said was correct? Um, and if so, like which pieces, if it's not like the entire thing? I feel like in terms of him changing who he is, I don't feel like he's changing who he is at his core, like mm-hmm. who we've known Spencer to be this entire time. Um, I feel like she is not taking well to football for him and the changes he's making in that aspect of his life, uh, which I do feel like he's changing a lot there just because what he's done before, he's seen it's not working for him. Um, so he's trying something new. So I do see, I I believe what she says when she's like, you know, I feel like, how does she even word it? You I just looked at it. She, she said, I, you're forgetting. That's what she said. She said, you're forgetting yes. who you are. <laughs> I said, "Oh, dag, it hit me." <laughs> right. I don't think I don't think he's forgetting who he is. I feel like he's he's changing with with age. He's changing with this new dynamic in his life with people in his life, and now being in college and trying to go after his his goals in life. Um, I feel like he's just realizing that everything he used to do is not. It's not that it's wrong, but you have to you have to mold with what's around you. You have to, yeah, you have to adjust. allow yourself to change. Yeah. Um and I feel like that's what he's doing and she's not used to seeing him in this way. Um because yeah. of the Spencer she's always known up until this point. I like it for him. I don't think it's leading him down well, right now, I don't think it's leading him down a bad path. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we're just seeing him grow. And I like the growth that we're seeing him make. I like seeing him make changes, too, because old Spencer, I mean, sometimes he was a little much, too, you know? Facts. Uh, <laughs> look, he was a lot at times. And like I say, he sets his mind on one thing, and that's the only way it can be. So I like that he's he's being more open to new things, new possibilities and change right now i love that for him yeah i mean he's changing yeah but i think it's for the better right right and i love that you've said like i don't think it's 
he's forgetting who he is or he's changing in a bad way right now because that's what I agree I think like I agree I think these changes have been good I was glad to see him actually like figure out social media or you know have help with figuring out social media in a way that's like good for him and and like you said be open to other um possibilities and hearing people out and listening to and listening to people um it just so happened that that person was Davida um and so Mm -hmm. while I agree that he is a little obsessed with like the coach I wish that they had had her stick to that point like he's obsessed with trying to get back on the field if that was her sole argument I would have been like absolutely right absolutely right he is obsessed with that a little bit right he is obsessed (laughs) with that and I think that's like that's the um like the merit of her argument but do I think that right now that he's forgetting who he is and that he's changing like these are bad changes I don't think that I can say that right now now if we go two episodes down the line three episodes down the line and he's still just like you know all publicity is good publicity and I gotta go to this you know what I mean like if it continues on this line of thinking that he's literally just doing things for social media or something like that then that's when it's changing but him posting a video where he's talking about being a kid and loving football I don't think that's a departure for Spencer um and so yeah I I agree with you on that front and I half like I agreed with part of what Liv said but I don't think that she he's forgetting who he is um yeah and so they the the difference here is that like there was a resolution for them right like after Coop said what she said and Spencer was there uh they have held hands on the couch and she said give me your hand boy he said hey you go girl right 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 and that was another cute moment and another sweet moment between the two of them where it was just like well we're figuring out these changes and you know there's just change happening around us and we're changing together and all those things um but sort of where the episode ended which was interesting is that like after that Liv was working on an NIL story about how that puts too much pressure on athletes um and you know was moving forward and she said that the story wasn't about Spencer after some probing for Layla who by the way we should know that like Layla said like at some point in time um (laughs) at some point she will be okay to talk about uh things that are going on with Spencer with Liv that today was not that day at least at the beginning um which I think to be fair I think those are levels because I think that they've already talked about Spencer a few times that we've seen on screen but I think it's you know Spencer another woman potential jealousy like that whole thing there's just another level another level (laughs) which I think is what we saw at the end when you know she's talking to Layla Layla probes just a tad um and you know, Olivia's just like, yeah, it's not about Spencer. It's just, I think this is a really hot topic and I want to pursue it right now. Um, and Layla just goes, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, good for you, Layla. Like, I don't, I just, it didn't seem, I think she pressed as much as she could. Just enough. Just, just enough. Just enough for that time. Yeah, and I think that 
you know, she's not ready to get into that whole conversation about like, maybe it's about other things. And I think that's, that's fine. Again, that's as they're learning to say, like, we don't need to rush to have each and every conversation and like, you know, be okay automatically. Um, uh, so (laughs) is Liv's NIL story about Spencer, do you think? Do you think it's, has to do with DeVita? I think (laughs) wholeheartedly. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, it just, I left their handhold on, okay, she's getting the message. And then when she did the story, it was, oh, she didn't get the message. (laughs) Yeah. See, the handhold, I feel like it was her way of, it's like a band-aid on the situation for now. Right, right. And I feel like in the back of her mind, even during that conversation, during Coop's little speech that she was given, she, in the back of her mind, it was still there. You know, him taking this advice from Davida, going for it with the whole social media thing, attending the event after he said he wasn't going to attend the event, mm-hmm. her basically telling him that he's forgetting who he is. I feel like all of that, like, it's that's not something you'll easily just get over like that. Right. Um, and I think for her... Writing and if you're telling story, your boyfriend he's forgetting who he is, that's pretty yes. huge. Yeah. So I feel like for her, this story is it's kind of like a cover-up to the big situation with her and Spencer. Like, this right. is this is what she's going to say it is. You know, no, it has nothing to do with him. It's what this is doing to these players and everything. But what gave her the push to do this story is everything that has been happening with Spencer. Right. So I, yeah, no, this is, this is all about him. <laughs> and I love the fact that Lily was just like, yeah, no, <laughs> I'm okay. going to leave it as it is Bye. right now. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to the studio <laughs> again. I'll see you tomorrow morning because I'm going to spend the night oh in the studio. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I can't. And I think for her too, it was just knowing where to pick your battles, you know, like yeah. you see it's she she got really upset the last time she's very sensitive when it comes to spencer which is understandable um but yeah like you said knowing when to pick your battles yeah like you see her right now the way she was looking that girl looked determined she was determined so lele saw that look and she was like yeah no i'm not about to i'm not about to mess with that right now because she's not gonna hear me she's not gonna hear me and she knows she knows her i mean they for better or for worse, know each other really well. She knows, um, yeah, she knows her girl. Exactly, and that's what her. I'm saying. And so she was like, eh, okay. Uh, like, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, to that point, I do not think that Liv was being truthful. And maybe she doesn't even know it. Like, maybe it's not something like she's conscious of. But I do think that it has to do with Davida and this whole mm-hmm. Spencer thing. And with that, we'll get to predictions. Thanks for listening to Film Study, an all-American podcast, and stay tuned for our predictions.